rock and roll. Kia ora everybody, what's up? It is Rebet, welcome to Rebet Live. Uh, another day, hopefully um, someone can make a dollar out of this thing, even though everyone's uh, shut. I'm joined by uh, CEO uh, of Wilderness Motorhomes, uh, John Menno. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Motorhomes, tourism, stuffed right now. <laughs> How crazy has your world got? Yeah, we've been absolutely decimated. I mean, the analogy I've been talking with, you know, I keep using over and over again is I feel like we're, we're going for a nice ride in the countryside. We're tracking along. Everything was going great. And all of a sudden, wham over, hit by a Mack truck and was lying in the gutter going, what just happened? How fast for, I mean, okay, maybe give a quick bit of context. Um, you obviously got Smart RV, you've got Wilderness um, Motorhomes. Uh, how big's the business? How many staff? Where are you located? Give a, a quick little insight to the business. Yeah, we um, got depots in Auckland and in Christchurch. Um, we have, well, we did have around 60 to 70 people given to take the seasonality. And we rent about 240 vehicles. And we have also our retail business, which is Smart RV, which we sell um, brand new and used motorhomes, German motorhomes. And the um, the mission at the moment, when did you think it was coming down and what was the first um, action, I guess, you took as, as leader of this business? Because clearly you had to move. Logistically, must have been a shit show real quick, right? Like just logistic because he's a physical. It's not like, you know, you've got a little tick switch you turn it on off. You're talking about like physical stuff that's sitting everywhere with everyone trying to get in and out and whatever like talk us through the, the logistics of how you navigated that yeah so it, it i mean it's it actually feels like a little bit of a blur it happened so quickly um so it was it felt like you know things were tracking okay we feels like we could avoid it maybe navigate our way around it and all of a sudden we're in it it's happening it's game on so the main thing is we had to get Everyone off the road that that was on the road right now, we had to get them off, get them into either back into one of our depots so they can fly home, or um, or get them um, into a safe campground where they could stay for the lockdown. So our main thing was get them to a, a campground that was normally near a city or um, a big town where they can walk to a supermarket and they had all the facilities for it pharmacy within walking distance the um and and that's where they had to be for the lockdown and are still now like how did how did all that work yeah so that was you know and it was really tricky because people are really emotional and a lot of people still hadn't got their head around exactly what happened because and it's probably you remember well i'm not sure if you do didn't know exactly what happened here in new zealand but we were at what we call level two which is um which was a, a, a quite a degree of um, of restrictions, and all of a sudden, within 24 hours, we're going to lockdown. So, mm. sorry, 48 hours. So, it was, everything happened really, really quickly here in New Zealand, and it was also when we didn't have very many cases. So, we were getting quite aware of it, but as a country, um, but not everyone even got their heads around it. Like a lot of people still had their heads in the sand. So even our customers on the road, a lot of them didn't even really understand what was happening. We're telling them quickly, you need to head head for um head for a campground or head for home because we can't go into lockdown. And so for a lot of them, obviously everyone's tourists. They're in New Zealand. They're on this dream holiday. They hear this thing happen. They're like, what do you do? Where do you go? 
Um, how's the co- how's the communication been since obviously there's still all the people that were on the road are all over New Zealand as we speak, I guess, parked up at just random random spots. So how's the communication lines sort of been in terms of it, all the sort of the clients and customers over the last month? How have you navigated from a leadership perspective the communication side of things? Because that's, I'm sure, been a challenge too, right? Yeah, it's, it's a really tricky one because everyone's, everyone's cases is totally different. Everyone's situations is totally different individually. The main thing is that we are just been on the lines and on the phone in the phone line, and we're op- and we're at the end of the emails to get on to people really quickly. But as you can imagine, with so many vehicles out on the road, so many customers, it's been really really hectic. So we're really fortunate to have an extraordinary team of super committed to looking after our our people on the road, and um, they work tirelessly. And it's it's quite and right down. We've been in lockdown for two weeks now, so. People have got their head around it, hopefully now, and they're a lot more relaxed. And all you, all your staff, everyone's at home, set up all remotely, rocking and rocking and rolling, pretty decent. You keeping keeping comms up. I mean, it was uh, everyone. Uh, what were some already potentially working remotely that were already involved in in the different businesses, or how's it work from a staffing perspective? Yeah. So early early on in the whole um, situation, we had everyone who could work from home. We had them working from home. We are um, we're pretty agile sort of a business. So, but there is a bunch of people who are um, mechanics, cleaners, front of house people. They can't work remotely. They need to have a vehicle. So, so the ones who can work remote, they were already working remote, and it's um it's actually been a lot of fun to kind of work remotely um, for the ones who can still work because um, it's just a whole different atmosphere and a whole different environment and we get to do things completely different the um the tourism sector out of every you know hospitality obviously everyone's at the shut up shop but after this they can open the open the doors to cafes and bars and people can go back for a beer obviously you know or or whatever but tourism's a different because there's there's clearly you know um immigration visa uh lockdown stuff what do you think the short-term and medium-term impact of of this for the tourism sector for New Zealand because it's it's not pretty for the next little bit right I mean but how from someone that's pretty deeply within it what effects do you think this is going to have it for the New Zealand tourism economy yeah it's gonna um it's gonna be extremely difficult for New Zealand economy and the New Zealand New Zealand tourism as a whole but what we do have in New Zealand is we have a whole lot of very parochial New Zealanders and um I am a staunch optimist, but I genuinely believe us Kiwis will get out and support our own country. And we do love to travel, we do love to adventure, and we do love to explore. And there was a great campaign, I think, in the 80s in New Zealand, which was Don't Leave Home Till You've Seen the Country. And That's cool. I like that. And, it's a cool it's a yeah. good line. And it was um, now what the government said, Tourism New Zealand will spend all their money that they normally spend overseas in New Zealand campaigning New Zealand. And Tourism New Zealand is a phenomenal organisation and they've got some of the best creatives in the country. So I'm very comfortable they're going to come up with a really slick campaign to encourage us Kiwis to get out and spend our money in New Zealand. Now, we can't go overseas anyway, unlikely, for quite some time. I don't know if you want to, if New Zealand comes out of it first and the rest of the world sort of severely lagging or the risk is going to be high but yeah totally 
Yeah, and I think one of the important messages, Robert, is that we all understand the, the importance of us spending our money in New Zealand, that we go to Ekatahuna and buy a pie from the Ekatahuna pie shop because he can afford then to go get a haircut and so on and so on, and how the money wheel goes around. And we've got to put our money back into the New Zealand economy. Yeah. No, t- the um, we're go- I'm on the board of uh, Figure NZ with uh, Stephen England Hall, who's the CEO of Tourism New Zealand. I'm going to be looking to get him on the show soon, but but he's clearly got a lot on his plate right now. But one of the things when yeah. I was texting back and forth, I said, you know, it's kind of clear that people are going to go hyper-local after this and then, you know, regional and then national. So I think that that campaign, exactly exactly what you're talking about, is this this idea to double down on the on the localism side of things and actually, I mean, the amount of Kiwis that haven't actually seen New Zealand is massive, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, um, excuse me, uh, Marita just said, um, Ikatahuna has cheese, cheese fest. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I, we spend quite a lot of time traveling New Zealand. And every time we do it, we come back totally blown away by how extraordinary our country is. And even more so, how extraordinary our people are. How kind, how thoughtful, how considerate. And when you get out to the provinces, how much time people yeah. have for you. Yes. And it's a really extraordinary country. And I hope one of the good things that come out of this, that us Kiwis will fall more in love with our own country. That when the future comes to spend, when in a bunch of time, what is it, four or five years or whatever, when everyone can freely roam the globe again, they will, they will actually second guess or question themselves and go, should we go to Italy or should we go to Ekaterhuna Cheese Fest? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a really interesting um, attitude and approach to it because people are going to be thinking about um, and not and just the options that they're going to be having for it. There's the amount of amazing. I mean, it's always interesting, right? Like you'll watch the uh, the advertising campaigns for New Zealand, and the majority of New Zealanders haven't been to any of those spots in the ad campaigns for New Zealand. You know? Yeah. Um, Joseph Olive says, hundred uh, percent, we take our own backyard for granted. We have so much to offer locally. I would hundred percent agree. Um, one of the ideas that I was saying to, um, Stephen would be amazing. You could do a, um, like a, a, a the, the great New Zealand bucket list and you like work your way, you know, local, regional, national, and it becomes a thing. Like obviously, you know, you go to Queenstown and everyone wants to get the Ferg burger pie and everyone wants to, there's all these like little you know, many things, but I can imagine, you know, the, the masses wouldn't know about, you know, the random like Dunstan pies and pub or the so-and-so little, you know, IPA or the, you know, whatever. I think it would be pretty cool to really, yeah, hyper-localize tourism again. And I guess that would get your business back, back up and running and rolling. How do you see the timeline out of where everyone's at at the moment? And after they go from, I guess, you know, a four, three, two for the next little, little bit, how do you kind of, how are you thinking about your approach to the strategy of, of getting um, wilderness and smart RV um, sort of back rolling? Yeah, there's two schools of thoughts where I'm sitting right now, Roby. Is the first one is we talk about smart RV, which is a, the retail company sells motorhomes. Um, there is a we've got a um, we've got a, a fair belief that that should go extremely well at this coming out of it because there's a lot of people who. Um, who consider travelling overseas and spending a lot of money, think, well, we're going to be here for the next 18 months, two years. Why don't we spend our money here in New Zealand and travel New Zealand? And the other thing what we're optimistic for is motorhomes is a really good way to travel 
under the new way of life will be social distancing is the norm. And also what we're reading a lot of um, um, a lot of stuff I'm reading is now the, one of the new ways that people will be wanting to be is in nature a lot more. Especially when they come out of this lockdown, and especially in urban lockdown, spending a lot of time um, in the cities with a lot of people, they'll want to get away from people as much as they can. So motorhomes will work well for both of those. Yeah, I agree. I've had this um, I've, on my phone. I have a, I have a, um, a list, and it's called my escaper van list, and it's literally to do. And I've got all these different things I want in this escaper van, and it was this idea of you have, you know. Um, uh, you know, two years ago, I basically got rid of everything, and I want to be able to have one backpack on. It was like one phone, one backpack. So I put my you know, my my wallet and my my, uh, my my phone, and I've got my one backpack, and I can create all my media and my content and do everything. And then the idea was to get one thing, which is like the escape event, which is literally just like fully enclosed, fully done. And, and it, last year when we did. Uh, we drove north to south all the way from literally top, top to bottom um, and had a little uh, small juicy camper van and went around. It just became this kind of like rad little insular vibe of security and safety and fun. And it just like everything just, it, it felt um, very minimalistic in many ways, but also very freeing, which was cool. And yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right on that one, actually. That's going to be quite cool to see the, the local drivers to support local. And I think because this has hit everyone in such a strong way, they'll all, almost be driven to want to support the, the the local right like it's going to be i think we're going to see a lot of love shown to each other at the end of this thing yeah I, yeah i'm i tend to agree with the love comment um we spend a lot of time about with our kids we've got three got three little kids and so we spend a lot of time scootering around the block um and yeah just out, out around the block but what i've seen which has blown my mind it I would have said if you if I didn't know what was happening out in the outside world, I would say genuinely, people actually right now are happier. And I think the kindness that you what I'm seeing right now is blowing my mind. I'll give you an example of kindness. We had to lay a lot of people off over the last few weeks, and it broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. And we had to lay off a lot of really good people. And the reason we did, because we are 93% international um, visitors, and that's not going to come back quickly. So we had to make quick actions. But every one of those I spoke to a, about a, a five to five days to a week or so afterwards, just to touch base with them. And 99% of them, the main issue or the main thing they wanted to deal with in that phone call was not about themselves, was about how I was feeling. And what blew my mind is the, t the selflessness of these people who have just lost their jobs were more concerned about how it was for me. Hmm. Kiwis are pretty empathetic in times, eh? Even just in those that, that in commercial environments, you know, competitors working together, neighbours helping each other, employees to employers, Makes you feel quite good to be a Kiwi when you when you see stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I mean the stories that came out of Christchurch after Christchurch earthquake were, were phenomenal. And I um I live in Auckland, so um you know we only hear a lot of them what's heard from the media and through friends and whatnot. But you know even just the student um, the student army, and just how neighbour helps neighbour and friend and people help strangers they never even knew, and um. 
I, I genuinely believe that most people are really kind, but we get so sucked up in our own world. And what the beauty of an event like this is, we actually get time to pause and reflect. And there's so many people I've spoken to through friends or whatever, they're like, oh, this has been so good for me. I really needed this time with my family. I need this time out. I needed this for some way, shape or form to get a reset. Yeah, the, a forced reset, you know, to every business owner can stop and think about the strategy, where they're going, what they're doing. Everyone's been able to, you know, have more time with, especially, you know, many that maybe they've been doing, you know, a two, three hour traffic commute every single day and haven't seen the, the kids in the morning or, or whatever it is as well. And um, I'm sure some of them are overloaded with it, but net, net, I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot more um, relationships, hopefully for the positive than, than the negative, you know, even just... Um, going outside and exactly right you know going around for a scooter and i'm sure there's more and more families going out for family walks together you know oh absolutely and you know like i said i genuinely think people look happier mm. and to my wife um just a few days ago i am so gonna miss our four o'clock scooter ride <laughs> and you know we all look forward to it going scootering at four o'clock so that's cool man uh uh, Kevin Bigger says, I wish you all the best. You've got a fantastic product, John. Keep on rowing. Uh, Kevin Bigger shot, Kevin. Nice, nice props. Um, where do you, reimagining the, the future of your business, you're thinking it's going to go local for the next little bit. What other things are you looking to potentially implement or some strategies or different ideas that you maybe haven't thought that you could potentially do until now? What are some other things that you're looking to, to sort of ramp up you, the business or the strategy moving forward in terms of the commercialization of, of what you do with um, Wilderness? Yeah, um, so I'm a um, staunch believer. As, um, I was lucky to have a, a very um, um, wise father, and I grew up, and he taught us kids um, crisis, opportunity, growth. From crisis, there's opportunity, and from opportunity, there's growth. So typically for me, when I hit a crisis, first reaction is, oh, this is going to hurt. This is going to be painful. I was enjoying this nice calm seas and the storms coming, I'm not that excited about it. But after a few moments or a period of time, this one took me more than a couple of days to get my head around. Um, I'm excited because I know there's gonna be some really great opportunities and for us, there's gonna be great growth. So the world of travel and tourism is gonna to look very, very different over the next, probably forever, if not definitely the next few years. So for us, there's a real opportunity so what we're doing now is we're going, we're reflecting a lot on what we're really, really good at and how can we leverage that and create a whole new opportunity to do something special and do something different. I've got an idea I've been working on for about 12 years. It's been simmering away and I thought we might start to look at it in a couple of years time, but all of a sudden it's like, we've got time. It's now. At the time, it's now. And can so, you share the idea, or is it secret scroll stealth mode until it launches? Yeah, no, I can definitely share it. Oh, go months. on then. Go on. No, it will. It will come out. But I personally believe it's pure gold, and it's all it's trying to address is what is the need people have, what is the problem we're trying to solve, and we think we've come across a problem that we that that people have that we can solve for them. That's going to make that's gonna make travel and tourism in New Zealand so much more fun, so much more exciting, and something that they'll wanna share with their friends and encourage their friends to do because it'll be so much more exciting. So we're pretty excited about the Are you talking about, this This sounds like, is it an experience? Is it a, is it a um, 
logistical transportation type environment? Is it a digital product? Can you give us a hint? Keep digging, Robert. But here's what I'll give you the hint. <laughs> okay. um, the the thing is, when we go on tra- when we go travelling, it's always about when we come back. The things that were the and it's about tapping into what was the most special part of the trip. Yeah. Typically, the not the most special part of the trip is going to those places that was in the guidebook that everyone said you should go here, and I got in a queue, and yeah, it was pretty nice, but I was here with ten thousand other people. And it was busy, and I got my special photo to say I've been there, and I ticked the box. The special times, the special moments are not typically those moments. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you a story. Before before my wedding day, someone said to me, you know, throughout the day, there's it's going to be there's going to be you know you do the photo, you cake, blah blah blah, but then there's going to be these moments where you need to stop and and think about it, and and they were like, you know, think that you're taking a mental photo with your hand, and then take a photo with your eyes, and remember that moment. And then through, throughout life, since even before that, I've always done those uncertain things. I remember going to Rarotonga, coming around, left, about to come into town, sunsets coming down, right past the Paradise Fish and Chip Shop, and it was this moment, the sun going, you know, wind, boom, and I, you felt that that feeling. And it's weird when you can freeze the, those those moments in time. It, it brings, it, you don't even see the optics, you, it brings you back to feeling. So if it's anywhere down that path, I think that's that would be insanely awesome. Don't know what that looks yeah. like, but... Just make it SaaS yeah. and make it software and, and make it scale. And I think you'll be a trillionaire. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's something, and the interesting thing is that it won't be Ah. Oh, jeez. Now we're playing, now, now we're playing like a, I guess it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what's it, what do you think that? We believe sorry, there's going to be, a, we believe there's going to be a shift away from digital. There's going to be a shift back okay. old school. Yes. And, and, we have a belief that people want to disconnect as well. Because when you when we go, we, everything we do, left, we've got 100 apps. There's all sorts of digital things we can do. But there's something beautiful, tactile about some. There's something like a map, for example. Yeah. And there's something romantic about when you go on holiday by having a book. Hmm. Physical. Um, and it's all about, yeah, it's about tactile, physical, and it's all about moments as well. Yeah. And when we go away, typically people want to disconnect and they want to have moments. They don't want to just drive flat out and tick the box. So we've been working on this idea, like I say, for a long time, and we're excited to now to really turn tourism on its head and do something special and do something different. That's awesome, man. Um, before, before we go, uh, ideas on VR tourism. You think all pop? No. Because no moments. No moments. There's no, there's no beautiful sunset that you just drive and you're feeling it on the side of the road. Mm. It ain't going to happen. Um, saying Boda 94, 100%, but younger generations depend on it, talking about that. Um, so there might be some. I, I like the idea of what you're talking about taking take offline, you know, offline's and you um online analogs and you digital yada yada that's pretty mega so um at the, at the end of this thing when you when you pop back up you you, you got brave you've got your four o'clock scooter rides you got things bubbling what are you most excited about after we we try to get back into some type of normalcy with 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 kiwi culture oh 
Oh, that's a really hard question. I'm so, what I'm really excited about is just the life I have right now. Just the connection with my family, the connection with the neighbourhood. Um, I will definitely be looking forward to going to, up to our local shop and getting a pie. They do. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And before we got on, you were talking about just really briefly around leadership and the, the idea of stepping up to the big stage. What explain that because i thought that was quite interesting yeah and um yeah so the, i guess the question is yeah okay so what I'm, i get and the opportunity right now this is a full-on crisis right now and us as leaders we have the opportunity to go from a good to a great leader and i'll give you an example i reflect on jacinda ardern i think she's showing phenomenal leadership right now but it's the, the when a crisis happens, that is the opportunity to play on the big stage. Mm. And that's when um, I think as good leaders get the opportunity to be great. Yeah. To step up to the point, to, to, yeah, to, to embrace like, the moment. That's exactly it. Because our people need leadership right now. Yeah. And our people are looking for in any way, shape or form, an organisation, a country, a company, a family, they're like, in, people are nervous, they are apprehensive of the situation right now. So people are looking to a leader saying, give me courage, give me strength, yeah. give me direction, give me some sort of hint, it's all going to be okay. And that's mm -hmm. what leadership is about at a time like this. It's about reassurance, it's all okay. It's about how do we find the good in the situation. It's about empathy, looking because everyone's situations are different. Some people just might feel really upset about not being able to go get their favourite pie that they get every Saturday, and some people have lost their jobs. But in context, it doesn't actually matter what the issue is. It's just they're dealing with their stuff. So empathy is extremely important. But more importantly, I think through all of this, is I believe our people need to know that there's a way through this. And it's all going to be okay. Mm. And we might not know what the okay looks like right now, but it all works out. And it's not for us to know what the outcome is going to be. It's for us to enjoy the journey and be comfortable in the unknown and just be committed and understand that it's all going to be okay in the end. It's great. Very well said, John. It's, it's mega. And um, last before you go, Anna says, don't forget to blow on the pie. <laughs> hey, I appreciate your time, um, John. I know you got um, a whole bunch on, and yeah, c congrats and well done, and clearly good leadership through through a big business navigating this time, especially in a sector that's been pretty hard. Man, but it's yeah, the, the optimism's great, and I'm I'm excited. Whatever this new product is, can you please send me one or get me involved in one of the first things? I'll be I'll be happy to go analog with you. You'll love it, mate. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> is it a whiskey trail around New Zealand? It's a it's a thing. <laughs> Hey, a shot, brother. Appreciate your time, man. Okay, right. Cheers. Later, G. Peace. What a good bastard. Flipping rad. Super cool. Um, tourism, hard hit, gnarly. But I do agree exactly what he's saying about I think that's going to go hyper local. I think people are going to, Kiwis are going to back Kiwis. Kiwis are going to go and really triple down on all that local stuff to keep it going because we, we're going to need uh, each other during this time. We're going to need um, to do it to get the money circling, exactly what he's saying, you know, to go to the to the barber, to the shop, to the pie shop, blah, 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 to, to, to get that all rolling. And I can almost guarantee you that I, I love that idea about the, the um, you know, the great New Zealand bucket list, local additions city editions 
regional editions, um, you know, island divisions and then national divisions that becomes a thing. So Tourism New Zealand in there, um, like our bros with the, the bro Stephen England Hall, I've, I text them this idea and I just want to publicly say, because I think that would be super cool. So when you go to these different spots, you know, you could like go into the gas station, it's like the local bucket list for that spot and it's just curated from the locals but for all um and then you know you could gamify it get an app get some content popping out the back of it do some live streams blah, blah, the whole thing you know take it digi to the masses and then use that as a as a feeder but i can guarantee you that every single new zealander has not seen the majority of new zealand and it is flipping epic um last year fortunate enough we did did the mega trip all the way from uh kaitai all the way down to uh to the bluff over a couple of weeks and it was it was incredible um some of the, the coolest scenery and the coolest people definitely um getting all around this great nation that is new zealand uh big day ahead team um i'm gonna duck off now get into the next and if you haven't definitely watch tiger king that shit is wild oh so gnarly see you soon team deuces